0: Welcome to the Francisca Show podcast on JewishCoffeeHouse.com, the show where I give a voice to Jewish issues, topics, and people. I'm Francisca, your host. Welcome back, Francisans. I hope you had an easy fast. My washing machine broke the day after, so we are still waiting on the laundry. On a better note, we have today our second-to-last Promo of the round robin where we are featuring female Jewish podcasters and talking about their podcast. Today's feature is the Be Impactful podcast with Rifki Itzkowitz, and I'll play the promo right before we start the show. Also, today's episode, you will be listening to one of our audience members and this topic was inspired because of what happens on the chat sometimes. WhatsApp gives very limited amounts of power to the admins, which means that by me making the link public, and I'm sure the people who spam our group are not listening to the show, they just find the link. So me talking about it is not going to affect more spammers joining the group, but I did hear that new features may be rolling out later on, or I can make the link private And then if people want to join the group, they would have to message me and I would add them in manually, which I'd rather not have to do for many obvious reasons. Anyway, without any further ado, thank you for participating, for listening to the show, for helping spread the word, for participating in the conversations, whether it is with me privately or in the group. I do want to mention the Shidduch Initiative. People keep reminding me that I'm doing this Shidduch Initiative I have to confess I haven't been successful yet, even to set a couple up on a first date, even though I have done lots of other preemptive and preliminary conversations and work. However, maybe that's not one of my talents, but I will not give up. I am still here. I think this podcast brings a lot of -of out-of-the-box people together And maybe that can help or inspire or create the right environment for even one shidduch, one important shidduch to happen. I think I'm done preaching for now. We'll start the episode. Quick reminder, I am a podcast success launch coach. I help with launching. I help with monetizing, building the brand. And I also want to shout out JewishCoffeeHouse.com, the Jewish Coffee House Network, with awesome other podcasts that will entertain you and educate you and bring up lots of important topics and issues within our communities. So check them out as well. And let's continue the conversation. Here we
1: go. Hey, lovely. My name is Rufia Squitz. I'm the creative director of Impact Fashion, a line of modest clothes available in sizes 2 through 24. And I'm also the host of the Be Impactful podcast, where I get the opportunity to talk with women of all types and stripes, making a difference in their own corners of the world. When I first started my company, there was someone who actually I really looked up to. I was perusing her Instagram page and her photos always look so polished. And I was like, I want to have a company like hers. And then I actually met her in person. It turns out that she was improvising just as much as I was. And too often, we fall into that trap. We get preoccupied with what everyone else around us is doing, that we fail to recognize the greatness in ourselves. I believe that by sharing our struggles, journeys, and how we got to where we are, we bring everyone a little closer to feeling better in our collective skin. Together with my guests, some of whom you've definitely heard of and others you probably haven't, we do that deep dive into success, failure, and the journey to becoming our own person. Join us wherever you're listening to this podcast as we discover what it means to be impactful.
0: Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to The Francisca Show, everyone. Today with us, we have yet another insider from The Francisca Show podcast audience as well as the WhatsApp group. Welcome to the show, Ben Rofke. So great to have you here. Thank you. The topic for our discussion today is how to avoid being a scam victim when your phone rings. And the reason we're doing this today because it's not a classic Jewish issue in the Orthodox community. And if you'd like to hear more about a classic Jewish issue in the Jewish community, you can go listen to an episode on Orthodox Conundrum with Rabbi Scott Kahn and Avital Chizia Goldschmidt, where they talk about scams in the charity industry. This is meant to serve as a public service announcement and just awareness, because we, at least the people who live in the States, are getting tons, at least 10 robocalls a day. And we are all susceptible to being scammed and victimized. And this is just important information because we do care about you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are so qualified to talk about this today with us.
2: I've been in technology for a while. I work in information security. And so like when you're in security, you always want to understand the big picture, why things happen involved in digital forensics and other things. Since about March 2020, I've been home, working from home since the office was closed due to COVID. Working from home, just started getting all of these uh, scam robo calls. And the security person in me just wanted to know what's behind them and what's going on. Understanding the big picture, started engaging with these callers. And there's a lot of different techniques, a lot of different scams. And through the course, I had hundreds upon hundreds of calls. I recorded them. I could share a link where these recordings are. And just understanding the dynamics and how to help people, because this is not just some person making calls. These are well-organized businesses. These are extraordinarily profitable. These are well-run operations operating internationally. Call centers, they're run, it's big business, and they're scamming a lot of people. Grandmothers, the elderly, people losing 5,000, 10,000, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it is a, it's a big problem. And the government's not going to solve it. It's not going to go away there's technology could be put in place but at the end of the day it's just awareness people need that they know when you pick up your phone like we if it's a scammer there and I'm going to talk about how to avoid that
0: and actually the reason we decided to do this episode is because we had some scammers in our WhatsApp group and right. I could not understand why what they were doing and what they wanted and why they were wasting their time and you offered your expertise and sharing yeah. that you know somebody super smart and educated and respected in the community, got a call on an Arab Shabbos. They caught them off guard and tell us what happened to this person who would have on a normal day not been susceptible to this kind of scam.
2: Yeah, someone I know, and it was a perfect storm of events. They're a healthcare professional in their own office. The office manager wasn't in the office that day. Things were busy, multitasking Etc. and he got this call from Amazon that there was a problem. There was iPhones ordered and he's going to be billed for it. So he said, okay, just how do we stop it? And he just followed along. He thought it was odd, but he just went along with it. And uh, this is an Amazon scam. People pretending they're from Amazon. And he lost almost $10,000 in that. But this is a highly intelligent person, but at the end, you know, everyone is vulnerable I said, it's in a baseball team. The Yankees win a hundred games a year. Great people, great team. They're also going to be losing 60 games. Everyone is vulnerable. And that's the point is just be aware of these things. And we could talk about some of the more common scams, but as I said, you could be the smartest person out there, but if they catch you at the wrong time, you could be out a lot of money.
0: Let's identify who the ideal target is for these scammers.
2: There's a hole. Really, if you've got, if you pick up the phone, you can be a target. Specifically, there's a lot of scams targeting the elderly because older adults, they're not technologically savvy. They have a lot of time in their hands. They're most likely to answer the phone. They're also reticent to disconnect on a person for a lot of reasons. And there's those. Scams targeted to them with Medicare, elder insurance scams, they're a particular target. But at the end of the day, everyone we know is a potential target. And there's no real statistics out there that they know of, but it runs the gamut from 18 to, to 90 across all lifestyles, genders, race, etc.
0: And why do the scammers do it? So there's money. That's the number one reason. But yeah. there are a lot of scams out there that are not necessarily money related. Yeah. I, I remember even in the 90s, like we we're all talking about hackers. People just hack your computer. Are there other... Yeah, there's a
2: lot of... There, there's a thing called hacktivism. Like there's hackers who will to bring down the CIA website or on any given day, there's people trying to deface the gov site. So there's that. But by and large, a lot of these scams are about money because there's a lot of money to be made. The U.S. government spends... I think $700 billion a year. I think the Medicare program is something like $700 billion. So there's a lot of money there. 50% of Americans have a Amazon account. So these, the scammers right there know if they call and say they're from Amazon, half the people are going to be receptive. If I say you're from here and not far from where I live, there's the Polish Slavic Credit Union. If I say from the Polish Slavic Credit Union, one out of 10,000 people have that. But that's why they say they're from Citibank, Wells Fargo, Chase. Amazon, but yeah, it's Willie Sutton. He never said it. He robbed banks because that's where the money is, and uh, all of it comes down to money. I said a small subset of people will do it for political reasons or just because they're uh, they want to menace a group. So,
0: if you get a call and the only information they're asking you, nothing about money, but they might be asking you to verify your identity or your address or whatever else it is. How are you vulnerable? financially?
2: Ultimately, it is about the money. Many times they'll just ask you for small bits of information. In security, there's a thing called a salami attack. If you slice a little bit of salami, it ends up into a big salami. If you get little bits of information, that can add up. So if I just know the last four years social and I know the name of your dog and etc., those will add up. So a person in general needs to be very cautious about giving even the most innocuous bit of information. A Palin's, this went back 10, 15 years. She was hacked because uh, her password reset questions had uh, information that was quite easy to guess. But in these type of scams, which I'm talking about, when uh, you pick up your phone, they're quite direct and quite quick. And they're going to ask information and uh, about various things. And the goal is to, to scam you for whatever it is they're selling, whether it's electricity, solar panels, vacations, et cetera.
0: So let's go through some of the examples. Ideally, what has happened to people and which companies do they hide behind?
2: Just a, real quick, just to make to define our terms like a scam is a dishonest scheme, fraud is a criminal deception, and misrepresentation is uh, the action or offense of giving a false or misleading account. And as I said, some of these are outright fraud, others are misrepresentation. The Amazon scam is, uh, I don't know if you've gotten these calls, but these are uh, quite popular. And who knows, in the next 40 minutes or so, we may get that call. But pick up the phone, and it's a recorded message. They say, this is Amazon. An iPhone or an iPad has been ordered to your account. It's going to be shipped tomorrow. If you ordered it, do nothing. If you didn't order it, press 1 to cancel. So you get a, most people are going to press 1 to cancel. And at that point, they're going to be connected to a call center. A good chunk of these calls are occurring in India and Pakistan, where there's a large amount of English speakers. But they'll go through a script, say, blah, blah, blah. We've ordered this. It's going to be shipped to uh, this location, would you like it to ship there? Or do you want to cancel? They'll say, I'd like to cancel it. And at that point, they'll say, we have to issue you a cancellation form. Fine, how do you do that? We need you to connect to our secure website. And at that point, they're going to be using what's called remote control software, things like AnyDesk, TeamViewer. And these are legitimate programs that every one of the Fortune 500 uses. If you've got a problem, you call your help desk and either a person could, go to your house and fix your computer problem, or they could do it from hundreds of miles away. So they'll do this to remote it, and people will do that. And that gives them complete control of your computer. And then they'll say, oh, we need you to log into your bank so we could issue the credit. And at this point, a lot of people are just are so sunken into these, the scam call, they'll just go along. And within TeamViewer and AnyDesk, they have the ability to black out your screen. So you can't see what they're doing. If you've worked in corporate America and you've had a problem, you know, you'll see the tech guy moving around. He has no qualms about you seeing what he's doing. But in this case, they could black out your screen. They can't see. And these are organized, detailed, efficient organization. They'll go into your bank account and quickly move that money to their bank to, to PayPal or other, some type of digital service in two minutes or so. They'll say, okay, thank you. The, uh, the credit's been issued. Thank you for doing business with Amazon. And the next thing, people's checks will start to bounce. Or other times, a week later, they may get their balance and see there's no money in it. There was a man who lost $120,000 in the scam. So this is a blatant crime, criminal fraud, where they will drain your bank. And this happens every day, every hour, because people, half of Americans, have accounts with Amazon. You pick up the phone, they have the house advantage. So you pick up the phone. You have to be on the defense. They've got their scripts. They're very convincing. The word con man comes from the word confident. They're very aggressive. So a lot of people will fall for that. And the thing to know is Amazon is not going to call you about a fraudulent account. If you didn't order something, do nothing. There's nothing you have to do. People are trusting. They believe and they fall into this and people lose hundreds, you know, five, 10, 20, hundreds of thousands of dollars. As I said, uh, the reason they're choosing Amazon is because, they said, half of America, 150 million potential victims.
0: Is it safe to assume that anytime anyone's asking you to log in or give any payment or social security information that your red flag on tenants should go up and say, hi, could could you send me an email and we'll just deal with this in an hour or so?
2: If you're initiating the call, then, you know, that's different. If you've got a technical problem or something, then that's fine. But once again, is calls out of the blue is an immediate red flag. As like they said, it is, uh, you, you may get... yeah. It, and once again, it, it, Well,
0: it could come in a form of a text, technically yeah. speaking. They could text sure. you and say, click here, and then yeah. someone will call you. And you initiated it, but really, they texted you.
2: If you're not expecting something uh, and you're getting something, then that's a... Red flag right there. If you have a problem, you're contacting Citibank. That's one thing. But if out of the blue you're getting these texts, you're getting these emails, then right there that's a significant red flag. The problem also is, case will call you to say we've notified a problem on your account. But with that, so what you do is you hang up the phone, and then you find you look on the back of your credit card, your debit card, and then you initiate a call to them. If if you call, you look on the back of your debit card. Here's your bank's number, you call them and you initiated the call. And if they say, we need to send you a text to verify, then that is completely legitimate. The dynamic is quite different. There's because you've initiated, when you haven't initiated, that's where odds are. These are a scam.
0: I've heard this before. I don't know if it's true. Can just saying hello, they can use your voice against you is that something
2: there's a lot of reporting about that that just saying yes they can record that but at the end of the day voice biometrics is effective but it's not that effective meaning is companies will use that as the lowest grade of authentication but morgan stanley is not going to initiate a money transfer based on voice. They're going to use something that can't be so easily replicated. Meaning in your case, there's hundreds of hours with your voice. So we could easily create a voice recording of you, a deep fake. But yeah, so don't say yes. At the end of the day, the risk is minimal and there's significant defense against it.
0: We have social security arrest warrant, credit card, debt.
2: Once again, you're sitting at home, you pick up the phone and it says, hey, this is from Social Security Department. We've issued a warrant for your arrest. Like, I'll share a link with you and you could hear these actual recordings of it. And When someone picks up the phone and hears there's a warrant for your arrest, it's like you're driving down the road and you suddenly see police lights in your rearview mirror, that terror that hits you. And then two seconds later, they're going to another car. But that initial fear could be debilitating. These people have a lot of confidence and th- they've got this whole script that your social security card was used for drug trafficking in Texas, blah, blah, blah. And there's an issue, a warrant. And so what they're doing is saying they can settle that and stop the warrant if you pay the balance due to the, the U.S. Marshal in the state of Texas. Same thing is similar to Amazon is they're going to want to connect to your desktop computer and they're going to move that money out of your account quite quickly. The thing to be aware of is the social security doesn't call, pick you up, pick up the phone and say you're gonna be arrested. All of this is done by mail. If you hear that you are being arrested, the first thing you do is speak to your lawyer. And you could listen to these recordings that I've had with them. And I said, you know, this is quite serious. I'd like to speak with my lawyer. And uh, any government authority w- legitimately say, okay, fine. And they say, no, you can't speak to your lawyer. And with the, these these are highly aggressive. They're quite rude. And they catch people off guard because most people, if they hear that there's a a warrant out for their arrest for drug trafficking, it's they're capitalizing on that fear and uncertainty. And that's why people fall for that. But at the end of the day, Social Security, the Federal Reserve, no U.S. government is going to call you to say they're being arrested. There are people who unfortunately will be arrested, but it doesn't come out of the blue. These things take many months and many years for these type of things. You really got to be skeptical anytime you pick up your phone. If you don't know the number, if you don't know the person, caller ID is easy to spoof also. So even if it, you pick up the phone and it says Social Security Administration, I ask them, say, hey, can I call you back? Every legitimate person, every legitimate organization will let you call them back. I and mean, don't call them back to the number they give. Look up the number. On the official site, whether it's Social Security, SocialSecurity.gov, wherever that site is, for the back of your credit card, that's where you find the official number. Social Security, they don't call you. No one ever calls you to say you're going to be arrested. And if you listen to these recordings, it is just so absurd. And you wonder, how could anyone believe it? In some ways, it's a difference between being in a real with a pilot. When you're in a simulator, you could always do these situations because you're cool and calm. When you're getting these out of the blue, it, it's terrifying. And that's why people fall for them. And that's what they capitalize on.
0: Let's run through a few more. There's extended auto warranty, senior health care. You mentioned before, electric and energy, travel and vacation, fundraising.
2: Yeah. Extended warranty. The only warranty you could get is from your car company. And these companies are saying, you know, we're going to give you this great warranty for your car. At the end of the day, you may have a policy, but you have no real coverage. These are expensive. They make a lot of money off them. The thing is, you get this policy. But you really can't use it anywhere. There's legitimate extended warranties. If you want it, call your mechanic, call your, the dealer you bought your car from. Often you could get it when you finance your car. So you're paying thousands of dollars for a policy you, you can't use. It's a worthless piece of paper. Vacation scams. You pick up the phone, they say, Hey, you've qualified for a free vacation and a cruise and all of these things. The challenge I have to everyone is have you or do you know anyone who knows anyone who's ever gotten a call about a vacation that hasn't been a scam. A lot of these things are from the guards in Cancun, Mexico. There was a gentleman who wrote an article that he said that this resort seems to exist just to to run scams. And they say, you've won all of these things. They're free. All you have to do is pay a reservation fee. So you pay this fee. You're never going to see that. You're never going to travel.
0: There's a difference here between logging into your computer and then paying a small fee, giving somebody payment yeah. information for something that you might lose or you might win some free trip. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if I'm logging into hilton.com and making a reservation, that's fine. But what the end is they're calling you out of the blue and giving you a package that doesn't make economic sense. You can't call them back. They won't let you call them back. You have to answer right now because they know oh, and that's a tremendous risk. If you say, "Could I call you back?" and the answer is no, That's a, you've almost got 100% certainty that it's a scam. No legitimate business won't let you call them back. And that's what they say. You can't call us back. You're going to lose this offer. Energy scams also, these calls, they say, we're going to save you all this money on your electricity. Most people, they look at their electricity bill, they pay it and that's it. But if you look in, there's a breakdown on the gas. If you have gas, if you have electricity. And these are billed at rates of 130331761 per kilowatt hour. And so what they'll do is we'll save you 30% and they will send you to verification and say, you agree to pay 0.23 per kilowatt hour. So that is not, that's more misrepresentation because they are legitimately switching you to a different energy supplier. The difference there is by the time you notice, you're spending a thousand percent more on your electricity bill. As opposed to your know, vacation. You know, that's a complete scam. Amazon, social security, those are complete frauds. Yeah, you're you are getting this electricity. On the initial call, they said we're gonna save you thirty percent. When you get your bill, you're finding you're paying quadruple. What you what you normally pay. Elder care you know, that is a, a huge issue. The U.S. government spent 775 billion in Medicare in 2020, nearly a trillion dollars. So there's a lot of money to be made there. And during the Medicare open enrollment period of October 15th through mid-December, I got tons of calls, and they're calling the elderly, and they're misrepresenting, saying they are from Medicare, they're from insurance company and they're going to give you a a better plan. There there is a lot of legitimate extension plans to fill in gaps where there is Medicare. They're often going to be selling these plans which are much more expensive. Any elder person who's going who's considering getting these plans, speak to a lawyer, speak to a trusted friend, someone at a family services organization. Getting a call out of the blue about Medicare is a huge red flag. There's an identity theft there off the ability to get the Medicare number. Their ID number is a powerful number that can be used. They sell these to other people who are getting services. So even though the, the person wasn't guilty of any crime, they're the one who has to deal with the headache of dealing with Medicare. And identity theft in general takes a year to clear up. When you're dealing with social security, when any government agency, you're talking about hundreds upon hundreds of hours. So the last one is about solar energy. A lot of misrepresentation representation there. They'll use terms like no out-of-pocket expenses, which is technically true. There's tons of fine where they get quite expensive. Solar energy brings out a lot of fast-talking scammers. There's a lot of benefits to solar energy, but if you were a homeowner and you're interested in solar energy, take a walk in your neighborhood, see who has solar panels. Often they'll be your neighbor, knock on their door and say, hey, I saw you had those panels. What do you think? The downside is there's restrictive contracts that can make it Much harder to sell your house. Often they're selling you uh, inferior solar panels. The point of all of these is uh, when you pick up your phone in 2022 and someone's trying to sell you something, have your antenna up that this is a scammer trying to scam you.
0: And some other things I'd like to add here. Emails from Nigerian princes saying that they need help or even messages. It could be on Messenger. It could be people share links through WhatsApp when they get hacked or text messages saying, click a link to this. Or I posted a photo of you or check out this amazing deal in Costco. You could get, you know, or there's a free trip and they're coming from your friends because they were hacked. These are all red flag Anytime there's a link that's being sent to a friend of yours, yeah. air quotes, because you haven't spoken to them in two years, mm-hmm. maybe respond to them saying, "Hey, what what is this? Never click on a link."
2: Right. Yeah, that's it's often, especially free gift cards, things like you see this on Facebook often. Southwest is giving free tickets to to the next thousand people or free free Costco cards. What the end is initially often you could tell by the website you could look at it if it looks odd it's nothing. new you to costco.com but even then there's ways to obfuscate this information but yeah anytime you see the word free or click on this link there's various facebook messenger scams you i found your picture you won't believe where all these things where people are natural impulse is to click. And that's what they're capitalizing in is the, uh, the quick knee-jerk reaction as opposed to someone's calling me about a vacation, the economic, real economic value.
0: I'd like to touch upon two things with our remaining time. I'd like to yeah. hear some real examples of real people you know and how they were scammed and and just remind us of how educated or intelligent these people are. And we're not yeah. talking about little kids and we're not talking about people who are unable to just to bring some shock value to this conversation yeah
2: the person i knew the person i know is a healthcare professional a single proprietor they caught him he was busy he was had his mind on a lot of different things and they caught him and that's the that's the thing is you don't really have you're not focused and there's a lot of things going on they caught you they like anything else, if you're vulnerable, that's where people... So
0: give us some examples of people Yeah, so being there vulnerable. was
2: that in a medical professional. Another one is they got a call from PSE&G here in New Jersey that their electricity is going to be shut off. As it turns out, because they didn't pay, a, do, do a bill pay. As it turned out, they had some computer problems and they weren't sure if their bill was paid. And what they had to do is wire money to Western Union to pay the bill. If you owe your uh, utility company... You're not sending it to Western Union. Those were two examples of people I know is they were vulnerable and this person, they indeed forgot to pay their bill and they happened to get the misfortune of getting a call from a scammer from the electricity company saying, you didn't pay your bill. And then there's these charges and these these fees. They lost $600 or so. So what, it, it wasn't a massive amount of money, but for a lot of people, $600 is, uh, could lead to an eviction. So it is it is serious.
0: Also, it's a very vulnerable slash victimizing experience, knowing that someone just cheated you out of something and they compromised yeah. you. That's a very violating experience.
2: In case that people have lost their life savings, and people have been left suicidal, which is enough said about that. But you know, we've all had situations where we've made stupid mistakes and it could be you didn't know, come to a complete stop. So now uh, you got a ticket and it's... $300 ticket. A lot of these scams, especially with Amazon, Social Security, where they have, will have access to your bank account, can be devastating. And there is horror stories out there. Marriages crumble. People get evicted because they have no money.
0: How do we protect ourselves? What are some ABCs here?
2: Yeah, focus on the fundamentals. In 2022, if your phone is ringing, be suspicious and if they're trying to sell you something, that's a red flag there because cold calling on the phone is so slow, so tedious, and so expensive. A lot of these are occurring from India and Pakistan. One has to be careful about making global statements about nationality, etc. But if you're getting a call from Social Security and the four people you're speaking to, have accents, which don't lend themselves to a call center from social security. But that should be suspicious. Say, can I call you back? Ask them details. They're saying, oh, I, there's a problem with my Amazon account. Which account is that? They can't give you any of these details. Also never give out any, the smallest bit of confidential information, your zip code credit card numbers, even the last four. If you're initiating the call, that's different. But if you're getting the call out of the blue, you have to be extremely suspicious. If you tell them you're more than happy to help them, but I wanna speak to my lawyer. I wanna speak to my son, my spouse. Legitimate organizations don't have a problem with that. But never let anyone connect to your computer. If you just, if you're extremely suspicious of these, you're not gonna be scammed. Ask them questions and they won't be able to give you any specifics about your account. And one last thing, you ask them, oh, where are you calling from? Where's your business office? And they'll make up something. And then, you know, Tampa, I say, oh, I used to live in Tampa. But what part of Tampa is your business office in? It's not foolproof, but 98 times that's where they disconnect on you.
0: And fundraisers, we didn't mention that, especially during charity season when everyone's calling
2: you. A lot of great, legitimate 501c3 organizations. But with that, a lot of these scam calls are not from Charities, which is 501c3, they're from 527 PACs, political action committees. And so you'll get these recordings say, hey, I'm from the Police Officers Defense Alliance or the Americans for Police and Trooper Safety, Autism Hear Us Now. There's thousands upon thousands of these political action committees. They misrepresent the calls and they make it seem like they're giving money to children, to police officers, to first responders, etc. It it is, I'll send you the link. You could hear these recording themselves. And most people, you hear these things, Heart Disease Network of America, Children's Leukemia Support Network. They sound legit. These are not charities. These are 527 political action committees. They work in a gray area. And odds are 95% of the money you donate is going to Teslas, is going to expensive condominiums, to vacations for these organizations. They capitalize on name confusion. They confuse donors into thinking they're 501c3. The risk there is no tax deduction, and it's a wasted donation. A lot of these are, they're so effective because they're all fully recorded. Recording, meaning you get a recorded call saying, hey, I'm from Firefighters Alliance. Can we donate? And then they connect you to another call center, which is all recording. So this is fully automated. And they push you to donate by credit card. They'll say, hey, donate by credit card. And we could put your donation to work immediately because they know if they send you something in the mail, it will say on that they are 527, not a 501c3. So this is fundraising, but this is fundraising for a political action committee. There's a lot of great packs out there, but.
0: Choose which ones you want to donate to and do it and initiate your own process.
2: If you're going to donate and know what you want to donate to, I said is. This is, they're calling out of the blue and they have their spiel about all these diseases and orphans and veterans and first responders right there. They seem legitimate. It's all about full disclosure and you really have to push and push. And even if you go to their websites, you have to really dig a little deep to see 527 and you're never going to see 501c3. You're just literally throwing your money away. And there's a lot of money to be made in these scams. And there's thousands of them out there. They operate in a, a very gray area. They enrich themselves and take advantage of donors.
0: This was so enlightening and helpful. Thank you so much for offering to do this and volunteering. So many other interesting things and guests for this podcast. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Any closing remarks?
2: As they say, Ronald Reagan made the term "trust but verify." Like all these things, there's no no problem in learning to say no. I can't speak to you now. But let me speak to you later. Is any legitimate organization is said, yeah, call me back later, donate later. And if they are respectful of you, one well, thing it doesn't guarantee. to say, could I call you back later? But at the end of the day, trust but verify. And unfortunately, when you pick up your phone now, you almost have to think it's a hundred it's a definite scam unless so you could prove them otherwise. But trust but verify.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you so much.
2: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening until the end. Make sure to follow the show, rate the show, and tell your friends about the show. Check out the links in the show notes. I will see you next week.